Hey, this is Anthony from Despite, and you are listening to The Local Music Revolution. This is, 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 the local music revolution, the local music revolution, the local music revolution, local music revolution. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of The Local Music Revolution. How are you doing? 100 episodes, like seriously, it is intense. And it's still four months before the two-year anniversary. How crazy is this? There have been some crazy bumps along the way. There have been some bruised egos along the way. I'm not going to lie. I used to get really upset when bands wouldn't want to interview. But hey, uh, I have... Over 100 episodes of bands that do want to interview, and that's what we need to look at. I have made some great friends. Uh, Cool Homer Jack, really early on, has become one of my great friends. Um, Barmageddon, where I threw my one-year anniversary, they have been supplying me with bands, and I have become really good friends with them. Um, And a ton of other people that are just incredibly awesome to work with. This podcast started as a way for me to talk about music because I love music and I love talking and I love learning about music, Um, but it kind of blew up into something incredibly awesome and even crazier than I ever imagined. What's crazy about it is I've been able to find people that I needed in my life because of this podcast, and I can't say how lucky I am because of this. I needed people in my life that would be all for doing crazy experimental things and instead of saying no why would we do that yes why wouldn't we ever do this and I've been able to find a lot of those people and I can't thank everybody enough before we get too far into this I want to take a little bit of time um, and thank some of the companies that I've worked with in this uh, 100 episodes Um, All the bands are really, really hard to name off in a short amount of time. You can go through the list of all of the bands uh, on the episodes on uh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, You'll be able to see everybody I've worked with. You'll be able to get all of their information. Um, And you can go to longbox.fm, which is one of the first that I would like to thank uh, for inviting me in and actually giving me a home network to be able to promote as well. I would like to thank Jim from Jimmy Clip. Uh, I actually found him because of Ryan Bruce, um, who is Fluff on YouTube, if you've ever seen his videos. Um, Those clips are amazing. Uh, He sent me a pair, and I was able to use them, and I stand behind that. It's a very good product, very awesome, and he is a very, very good guy. He's just very awesome to work with, and I can't can't tell you enough how much... uh, it meant to me being able to interview him and him being so kind to me. I also want to thank Jill from IC Home Promotions. 
Um, that was a great interview. Um, she is a very talented artist. Like seriously, go and follow her on social media. Her drawings are incredible, and there's a reason why she's at where she's at. She's just incredibly talented and very awesome to work with. I want to thank Matt, Mike, Elena, Cami, Blake, uh, Nation, and uh, everybody else at Barmageddon here in my hometown of Tulare. Um, I've thrown shows there. I've been able to get all these interviews there. Plus, I've been able to make friends and share the stage with Matt and Mike. It's been an amazing ride. And seriously, if you are in this town, you will never be at a bar uh, like this bar. This bar is one of a kind and it's incredible. And they're my cheers, man. I'm not going to lie. I want to thank Eternity uh, Artist Management, um, Nick from Eternity. Uh, you, sir, are fantastic. It's been great working with you. Thank you for hooking me up with the artists you have. Um, you, sir, are a wealth of knowledge that, you know, you teach me even though you're not, um, like, explicitly trying. It's fantastic. And thank you so much, man. Next up is Dirtbag Smitty. I waited 10 years to be doing something with Dirtbag. And it's incredible to say that I am able to work with these guys. I have a working relationship with Dirtbag Smitty. Uh, he is actually really awesome. His band core is great as well. And I am just super excited. Every time I'm able to say, hey, I'm sponsored, like it, I'm sponsored by one of the ba the companies I've always wanted to be sponsored by. Stringjoy.com, you hear it every single week and you will hear it every week until they ask me to stop uh they're based out of nashville and they're a string company and they were the first company to take uh the local music revolution under their wing and have a sponsorship program uh with the local music revolution i can't thank you guys enough um it's an amazing company what they're doing is super super rad and just awesome to be able to be a part of and lastly and the newest sponsor for the local music revolution is cold cock whiskey it is herbal whiskey man and it's great if you like to drink um but the reason why i wanted to be on board is the fact that they do help artists and the fact that they do is incredible so thank you cold cock whiskey for being part of the family i mentioned them a little bit before and i will uh close this out by saying thank you to longbox.fm uh chris dowdy from the dirty dowdy podcast um thank you man for uh listening Thank you for all of the advice, and thank you for uh, asking me to come on board. I really enjoy what you're doing, and I really, really cannot say how honored I am to be part of what you are doing. So thank you, my good man. Now, it's the 100th episode. Um, I just want to thank those companies that I'm working with. It's fantastic to be able to do this and to be part of something so amazing. Um, I'll say it again. I have... I'm very lucky. If it wasn't for the bands and the companies that actually wanted to be part of this, I wouldn't have this. So thank you all so much. Now all the mushy stuff's out of the way. Um, this interview coming up is from Star Off Machine. Um, again, I was able to actually interview them because they played a show at Barmageddon. Uh, these guys are super rad. They're super loud, man. Like just the drummer's snare was just crack, crack right in my ear. And it was wonderful. Um, being able to talk to them was even better and they treated me so well. I was able to get both their CDs and I still listen to them. They are so rad. Um, and hopefully we will be able to get them back at Barmageddon very, very soon, uh, so that we can have them rock in a proper, proper, heavy, heavy setting.
So without any further ado, here is Star Off Machine. Uh, listen, learn, kids, because I learned a lot from this interview. All right, I'm here with the guys from Star Off Machine. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Awesome. Great? Super awesome. So let's go through. Who are you? What do you do in the band? And who are we missing? I'm Eric. I'm the singer. And I am Robin. I play guitars and I uh, sing as well. Who's missing right now is John, bassist, and uh, Tut, who plays the drums. All right, so I saw you guys play tonight, and I was blown away, as was everybody in this venue. Um, so let's talk about the band. Uh, what do you guys consider yourselves? What, what genre? It's uh, technically active rock. Yeah, we call it hard rock. Hard rock's the best <laughs> way. I mean, yeah. hard rock. You say hard rock, everybody knows what that is. Uh, you say active rock, people say, uh, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a tough genre term. right now. Like, there's, I mean, the, the metal thing is sort of kind of spawned into so many different things and I think we've got elements of metal but I'm not sure you can actually call us metal well Southern California technically people would call us heavier or heavy or they would add metal to that but anywhere else in the country we would be considered a uh, more of a light rock or a slightly hard rock band yeah. see I think it's a hard rock and I the reason saying is because like I can see you guys opening for shine down and just rocking the joint like, I, I can see that, you know, Breaking Benjamin, we talked about that earlier. I think you guys could rock that show super hard. And, like, I love that kind of music, man. Like, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's great kind of rock because it's on that edge between, you know, what people want to hear and what people, you're kind of making them hear new elements of that genre. So I really enjoy what you guys are doing. Thanks. Thanks, man. So uh, let's talk about uh, how many CDs do you guys have out currently? You know, we got uh, an EP we did a uh, long time ago, and uh, then we did our, uh, our first actual record, I think it was in 08, 09, called Burn This, and then our most recent album was officially released uh, three or four months ago, uh, Wake Me Up. So is there a reason why there was such a gap in between the, uh, the uh, uh, change-ups? Uh, we were going through a basis as if there was a revolving door Oof. at Star Off Machine. It's always been a, a, a core group to begin with, which was always Eric, Tut, and myself. And uh, we had bassists that were just kind of coming in and out, in and out. And on Wake Me Up, we had a bassist and... Uh, uh, you know, he, he played. Uh, ultimately, in the studio, most of that got retracked by a studio session player. Um, but when we found John, everything really just kind of came together. That guy's a monster on the bass. Yeah. He got really struck out. He, um, oh, yeah, he'd been living out in Switzerland for uh, almost a decade, I think. Yeah, I think he's yeah. been out there for like 10 years, yeah. yeah. We, we randomly found him. It was totally stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't deserve this. Like, nobody <laughs> deserves this. Like, we, we, we parted ways with our last bass player, and he was a nice dude, and he was great, and we parted ways amicably and everything, and it was cool. And then all, we, we put out a Craigslist ad, and two weeks later, with this guy, John, show up, and... And you know, and he he likes know, our, you know all of our songs. Two weeks. We're like, here, here's the songs. Learn them. We show came up. He's like, okay, which one do you want to play? We're thinking, yeah, what do you mean? He's like, I know your, I know your music. It's ridiculous. And we found his face or his uh, YouTube page, and uh, he's like playing Malmsteen. 
and shit like that on, on guitar. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's better than hundreds, all of you know, Hundreds all of thousands jobs. of views That's and all hilarious. these, you know, cover videos he's playing on guitar and on bass and things like uh, like that out of Switzerland. I'm like, damn. He's yeah. like, I've been looking for, I just got back out here and I wanted to get into a group. And so I jumped on this. I said, well, you were basically the first call we got, which was within... I don't know, uh, 85 minutes after we posted it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he showed up like literally two weeks after we posted it. He'd already learned our entire catalog. Yeah, he and, called us, and, so we had a bunch of people lined totally up. And we totally overthought it, too. Or he just came in and killed it, and we're like, what's wrong with this guy? Let's yeah, figure it out. Yeah. There's something wrong with this can't dude. Be right. <laughs> can't we be got right. all these guys lined up, and yeah. we keep going. I don't, we did, we even, I don't think we even auditioned. No, we did. So we did. We did. Yeah, we, we uh, auditioned like uh, three or four other people and it was, there was no, there was just no point in it. I'm like, see, yeah. I called up John and I'm like, what do you want it? And he's like, yeah, of course I want it. Obviously he did. He knew our music already. So yeah. it was done. That is amazing. Like the entire catalog, like that's, yeah. that's unreal. In like two weeks. Yeah. I think it was. Did you guys send him tabs or like uh, manuscripts or anything? Did we? I don't uh, think we sent him anything. Well, what happened was he knew all the songs to the point where we were like, I mean, you're like pretty much spot on, but I, I ended up uh, taking all the bass stems from the records and shooting them to him with the drums. And so you could kind of stack things and break them down so you could actually hear what was going on. Uh-huh. So you could really learn what happened on the record. And we told him he had the freedom to do what he wanted at that point. And we actually did retrack a couple of songs on Wake Me Up with him. Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> that is super awesome, man. Uh, so you have the, the two CDs that you're you're pushing at your shows and everything like that. Uh, Wake Me Up just came out. Um, so tell me about Wake Me Up, other than the revolving door of bass players. Is there anything crazy, anything funny that happened in the well, studio? Well, yeah, Wake Me Up actually started off, we were going to do one song for a film and uh, it was requested and we wrote that song specifically uh, for the film and then we said well we're gonna go to this studio might as well maybe do an EP and we had a quite a catalog built up because it had been so many years anyway and so when we actually got to the studio with the producer we picked who was uh, Wes Gear from uh, Head PE at, at, at this time he was with Korn uh, touring with them and during their break, he was with us doing uh, pre and post in the studio because that album was written very quickly. So we're gonna do the song. Let's just tighten down what we feel is the best out of our catalog, and we tightened down the songs which we agreed upon. It was like five or six songs. We got to the studio at the Village, uh, Village Recorder, and uh, and I walked up to Wes and I said, "We're doing ten songs." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "We're doing ten songs." And he was like, what? No, you're not doing 10 songs. We're doing 10 songs. We're here. We're doing it. We're efficient. We're going to knock it out. <laughs> and he wasn't real thrilled about it, but um, we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's really cool seeing you guys live. Like, you guys have a lot of energy, and I really enjoy that. Um, the show tonight, uh, you guys stacked it. You, you went on twice, which was really, really cool. Um, so... How did you guys pick the songs? What, was it just like every single one in your catalog? You just like threw at no, the, no, the, no, the no. set we list? Just, we just try to put something together. We think it's going to move people. You know, that's what it's all about. We're like, taking a, a bit of a hiatus for a little while for, you know, personal reasons. And then we decided, well, let's go play this, this venue. Let's hit the rehearsal studio a couple of times and 
let's go out there and do this, but, you know, let's put a bunch of songs together, let's have some fun, because we basically uh, had the freedom to play as long as we wanted to, from what we understood, so we said, well, let's just do something ridiculously long, so we can barely read the set list when we're standing there, so the font's <laughs> so small, you know, <laughs> and, uh, through, you know, we just kind of threw it together, thought it'd be fun. And you were telling me, uh, is this correct that you guys only practice about twice in the One past? One and a half times, yeah. One and a half times? Mm -hmm. And you guys are that tight? It's incredible, man. We've been playing together a long time. Yeah, we <laughs> just know each other, you know, real yeah, well. We know so. Each other a lot, yeah. so, so during the hiatus that you guys had, did you guys, uh, did you guys practice independently? Did you? Well, it depends um, on the individual. <laughs> well, yeah. well, uh, well, you two. Did Did you practice individually? Did you write? Uh, um, I, I did some actual writing in the studio and laid down guitars. We all kind of collaborated on a few things. Um, I know John always plays bass. He's always, yeah, always, always playing. Actually, these guys helped me lay down a track. I just, uh -huh. ran, I had a, I, I've just been doing some stuff, kind of like more chill stuff, just kind of acoustic, um, laying down some more earthy stuff, and they, they helped me lay down a track. Actually, in the hiatus, mm -hmm. um, it's like it's not Star Machine, but it's still kind of Star Machine because. Everybody in Star Machines on it. I was playing harmonica. Yeah, on it, yeah, he's playing harmonica. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, this guy's a he's a world class harmonica player. Yeah, right? was at nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's playing some harmonica on it, and I think John was playing guitar on it, which yeah, is total he, strip. Yeah, actually, he like, did. Yeah. John, our bass player, was playing yep. guitar on the track, and it was. I mean, it was. I was it, engineering it. It was John like was it was like this solo effort, and it, it, I'm we're, I'm never gonna do anything with it, but it was fun. Just hang out and listen to it but we had a good time yeah, yeah we, we, we did a bunch of stuff we were always playing music but all of us independently we were all doing different things at this point in time and we were all moving independently to different places and uh you know some other things had come up uh, but you know we, we kept busy we kept tight and um you know we were real happy to you know just get back out here and start firing it back up again so I told you before we started recording, I want to know, what's, what's, where did the name come from and what does it mean? It's actually a very simple answer. Um, and you may or may not have heard of it before. It's actually from a Dr. Seuss story, Fluffy McBean and his Star Machine. Do you ever read Dr. Seuss when you were younger? Yes, I did. There were like the yellow figures that had star-bellied sneeches? Yes, I, I remember them. You remember those? Yeah. yeah well, the, there was the star <coughs> on and the star <coughs> off machine. It's, it's a Dr. Seuss story. That's it. Period. Done. Over. Um, I mean, we're. I mean, it's 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 cool sounding, but it's also like just that idea of like sort of conformity in numbers is is or nonconformity in numbers is still just conformity and just like it's like screw it, do your own thing, man. It's kind of kind of star off. Take star on, star off, star on, star off. It doesn't matter. You're all doing it together. You know, it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, <laughs> so let's take the star off. I, I really dig that, man. That's that's intense. <laughs> Dr. Seuss is one of the great writers of literature that our country's ever seen. It's amazing. I love Dr. Seuss, but I'm personally huge into so Shel Silverstein. I like him, too. That guy was incredible. He's amazing, man. He's amazing. He actually wrote... Like, he was the lyricist for Doc, uh, uh, Dr. Hook. Um, ah, what, 
Dr. Hook, they did a, a on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling <laughs> Stone. Yeah, he wrote all those lyrics, man. I didn't know that, man. Yeah, dude. Like, like he's like what I base what I think lyrics should be <laughs> is you know just based off of my love for a doctor. Uh, he's a he's a lyricist, man. He's ri- I mean he wrote, he wrote for Doctor Hook the whole time. Like, he was he was the lyricist at least on their first three records. Go uh, go go check it out. If you like uh, Shell Silverstein, go listen to go listen to those records. I, I will be checking it out. Dr. Definitely, Hook. man. Yeah. Definitely. I love Shell Silverstein. <coughs> that being said, I love. I mean, they're both. I mean, he's he's a priceless piece of American literature as well, of course. So being that that the band is based off of um, a Dr. Seuss uh, reference, um, have you ever tried to write your lyrics like with that kind of you know? Um, Offbeat sense of humor, kind of that the revolves well, around yeah, Doctor Seuss. There's definitely some. There's definitely, especially on the Burn This record. There's a lot of like sardonic, like offbeat sort of. There's a lot of, a lot of reference to that. Um, sort of sarcastic. There's definitely a lot of sarcasm on that record. Yeah, yeah. Eric did a really <laughs> good job of making that record flow. We put a lot of time into that record. You know, and that's. I think that's one of the old sayings. Is yeah. A lifetime to write your first record, and then every record after that, you have minutes, weeks. <laughs> Legit, man. Yeah. It really is. Wow. Um, so, you guys, when did you guys get together, like, originally? Because you said uh, Burn This was put out in 2008. So yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a long story. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Tut, the drummer, and I have known each other since we were, like, 17 years old. Yeah, Tut was a session drummer. Yeah. In, uh, in one of your bands. Yeah. yeah. The band that I was playing with, we're actually from the Midwest originally. And so a couple, like Tut and I played together, and he, he sessioned on a record, and then he filled in for like nine months on the band that we played all over the Midwest, doing the, that circuit. And then you guys hooked up. I yeah, he, uh, he was in a band, Circle 7, and their guitarist um, was seeing his way out due to some issues, and they were doing tryouts, and uh, I came in with another guitarist friend of mine, and we brought all of our stuff in. They're like, what are you doing? I said, well, we're just, you're a new guitarist. (laughs) And they didn't really take too kindly to that, but we ended up being their new guitarist, so I guess it worked (laughs) out anyway. (laughs) And uh, anyway, that that band ultimately saw some, some pretty decent success, which brought us out to California. And Eric had already been out here for a number of years before Tut and I came out here with the band Circle 7, and there were some issues in that band, uh, some medical issues that caused the band to uh, basically fall apart. And Tut and I stayed out here together, and uh, we lost all of the financial support that we had at the time through the powers that be, just because there was no band anymore. And uh, we got you know a little apartment together down Huntington Beach, and then we ran into Eric several times beforehand and said, hey, you know, you want to start singing again? And uh, sure enough. So that is, that's an incredible story. That it, Was there at any point, um, did you ever want to give up during that time? Like, you mean when we didn't have the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, I don't I'll, think I'll, that thought ever came to our minds. Really? Like, yeah, for some reason, we just kind of just kept on living, you know? It came to a point where we said, well, we don't have the financial support. Let's 
you know, get a job or do whatever we do, and let's keep writing music. And and it happened pretty quick. We said, let's let's just call Eric and see what he's doing. And then we just started rehearsing right away. That is great, man. I, I don't know about you guys, but there's been a few moments in, in what I consider my musical career where I just I wanted to call it quits. It has just sucked the life out of me. And it wasn't music itself. It was the people uh, in the music. And, uh, like, it gets to a point where it's I, I can't do deal without it anymore. I have to have music in my life in some fashion or another or I just go insane. I went, I went a couple of years without it. It was wild. I, I've been I've been singing since I was five. Like my mother trained opera. Oh wow! Like, gave it to me. You know, I was lucky. I was blessed. So, do and you do warm ups and stuff like that before you sing? Always. Really? Do you do cool down or anything like that? Mm, not as much as I should. Depends on the <laughs> night. Depends on the night. And what you uh, define as cool down. <laughs> I'm cooling it down. Yeah. So you guys, you guys have everything put together. Like I really like talking to bands in your situation because you're still at that point where you're kind of DIY. You, you get stuff done yourself. You, you, you're independent and everything, but you're at a level to where you're dealing with big guys, you know, the, the producers on your records, you know, uh, people that do the artwork and everything like that. Um, is there a, a plan for Wake Me Up um, after this show? Do you have any, any other shows, anything like that? We really don't have anything booked right now, and it's not something that we've gotten to the point where we said, all right, we're going to start booking for you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. Um, there's some, some things that we're uh, healing up right now within the band, and once it gets past that point, um, we'll probably start doing some uh, probably – a lot more writing and recording as we continue to uh, you know book some larger uh, venues is typically how it goes and that's kind of the plan right now but um, some of us are working with some new uh, industry heavy hitters that are kind of changing the future so to speak because now uh, we're kind of being embraced by what some people in the industry would be called the inner circle and uh, because of that um, some larger opportunity has opened way up for us um, and we will be writing probably a new EP based on that alone on the fact that they had said heard you writing some new music right now taking a break to heal up internally and uh, really looking forward to hearing some of the new tunes you have coming I'm sitting here talking with these guys. I, you know, I'm part of this company, and uh, which has to do with music. It's a new platform. Um, not at liberty to speak about it, but I didn't even know who I was sitting here talking to. And uh, very, very, very big hitters, very, very heavy hitters in the uh, music industry. So I found out afterwards, and so I really started putting some weight into it at that point. And I had further discussions. So. so did you do the face palm thing when you found out what happened? Yeah, big time. <laughs> While I was walking in my car, I flipped this business card around. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I can't believe I was just being myself around this guy. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Funny to say that, huh? But that's what you think immediately. Yeah, right? Man, I... 
I, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That's actually really, really cool, man. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to don't read any of this out, but uh, just read – or don't read, but just look at some of the names. And this is what I was looking at when I was walking out the door. And this is why I was like, why is this guy asking me all these questions? Why does he want to know this? Why does he want to know that? And why is he saying, sorry, you're overlooked. We'll make sure that never happens again. You know, I'm like, okay, great, man. Awesome. See, I like this because it's the list of his clients three times. Yeah, right? Yeah. And the, the center one is bold. So yeah. it's like, hey, hey. Guess what? Just so you know. Yeah. By the way. And that's, and that, and that's just a select few, obviously. Of course. Of course. Can I show? Yeah. That is that is incredible. And that's just one of the guys that was, you know, part of this uh, meeting we were having at the company. And there <laughs> were many more after I found out who they were, and I left. I'm like, oh man. So so if if it's okay to talk, how does it work with you being in your company mm-hmm. and you promoting your band? Oh, is is there it. is there a point to where they're like, whoa whoa whoa? No no no, they you, love you it. Have they encourage to, it. They do. Mm-hmm. Really? Absolutely, because the people I'm working with are people that are actively huge artists in the industry right now huge and they're the ones that form the company so coming in with them even coming out and doing this you know you're saying hey bring your laptop with you because we've got you know this and this and this lineup next because like oh man i wish i was playing tonight lucky son of a bitch <laughs> so i mean it's very very much encouraged and embraced wow that is you it's a good spot to be in yeah, yeah really and and uh, where is this company located? You guys said you were in Newport Honey Beach. Th- Newport Beach. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so, do you guys go out to like the LA area and everything just to like hit the hit the clubs just and everything? Just go out, like? walk around, hang out. Uh, no, like to actually play the clubs and we everything. Played like all that? the clubs. <laughs> yeah. do, do you do that just to like warm up gigs and stuff at this point? Uh, or? <laughs> you know, it's it, just kind of a. I mean, we just like to play, man. Yeah. We just get out and play. At one point in time, we would go out and we would actually make money playing shows because when you got booked, they would pay you based on how many people would be there, and they would fill up to code, and we would have a, a BFC at the end of the night. It was really nice, and we <laughs> did that quite a bit. <laughs> and then it came to a point where the market got oversaturated promoters, and everybody wanted to do free shows, which meant that the promoters were the only ones that booked these v- large venues. The bands would come in and play for free, and the attendance was free, and the tickets were free, and the club would make money off of liquor sales, and then the uh, uh, the the promoters would make a couple hundred bucks. I mean, talking about just you know the, the the whole system's screwed right now. The whole music industry is rigged, and that is part of this company. Um, that's really what the model's about, and that's why I'm there is because, and then there's actually going to be a documentary. It's called Unrigged, the story of not going to say the name so um there's some big things happening there right now it's all that way though like the 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 problem with there's a reason that god created agents (laughs) because we'd all do this for free you know what i mean and that like we all get taken advantage of that's the way it works is because when you have a love you have a desire and a love for something so much and somebody says hey you can go you can do this you know and you're like hell yeah I'm ready to rock it. I remember when I was 12 years old, I started my first rock band, Love and War. By the way, Love and War, because Guns N' Roses was super big that yeah. <laughs> So it was L-U-V and War. And it was like, anybody want this? You know what I mean? It was like, and then, you know, you got, you got these 12-year-old kids, and they're like, oh, well, if you pay us 500 bucks, you know, it's like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Paper rock? You know, 
taking advantage of 12 year old kids, but that's what you, that's the way this works, you know? We have love, you know, actors, writers, the artists. We, everybody sitting in this room, we have a love for the, a passion for this. People take advantage of that because they know we'll do it for free. So God created agency managers to make sure we don't get taken advantage of, you know what I mean? And it's too bad that we don't have, there's not a better network for that, you know? Soon but enough. That's what we're working on. That is incredible. I, I want to talk about that platform. I want to know what's going on, man. <laughs> as soon as that Damn little red light turns what's, off. What's your favorite board. band? What's your favorite My favorite band? band? The whole wide world. My favorite band is Pantera because I remember the first time I saw them was Cemetery Gates. All right. And Whoa, there, was this, there was this flash of Vinnie Paul playing in a tombstone. Like, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't intense or anything. It just showed Vinnie Paul playing in the, in the tombstone. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, even now, I got chills thinking about it. Like, I was like, that's what I want to do. So I turned to my mom, and I was like, I want to do that. Tell me. Your mom was at that show? No, no. It was just uh, MTV. (laughs) It was back when MTV had videos. Oh, but she was watching it. Yeah, she was watching it. Yeah. So so I was like, Mom, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. So the next week I got... um, You remember the the tins, the cookie tins that your grandmother would have? Yeah. I took those lids and I flipped them upside down. I put them on my couch. I didn't know what symbols were. I was three years old. Right. But I took shit and I just started pounding away. And, like, I've had the love ever since, man. Like, it's always been music. Since that moment, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I've, I've done everything I've wanted to do, and there's three things that I would kill to be able to do, and it's still, they're pretty far out of reach right now. And it sucks. What are they? Are you going to tell us? Recording in a real studio, touring, and making a real video. That's all I want to do. Okay. That, those are the last three things I want to do, and then my musical career... Uh, I, I'm like good. At that point, you've done it. I, I've done what I've wanted to do, but you know, the podcast—it's doing something that I feel I have to do, and it's, it's giving back. Okay. Like, well, what kind of video would you make if that's you were key. gonna make a video? What kind of video? If I could make a video, just something really good, and make sure that the guitars were plugged in, the mic was plugged in, yeah. <laughs> because right. that shit right there, people see that. But do you do. have a song? Like, do you have a song that you do that you were like? Uh, I, there's one song that I have that I, I'm part of that I would like to take into the studio, which is what you want to do. Yep. I'd like to tour on, and I would like to make a video of it. Yes, there is a song that I wrote recently called Fallout, okay. and it's, uh, it's me talking to myself in the mirror. All right. And it's telling me, um, because like the term fallout, you know, the nuclear fallout and everything, but it's also, I like to use it as the, you know, a huge decision you've made and then now you have to deal with the fallout. And that's what it was about. It was the duality of both of them. And um, like the chorus was like, you caused this fallout. So it's like, you need a man up. What's you the need chorus? To what's like, what's... Jeez, um, um, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have I put the I put the project away. I didn't release it. All right. It didn't feel right to release it, so I just put it away. And I was like, okay. And it's good in its own time, right? Yep. yep. I I put a bow on it. I said thank you very much. It took me a year and a half to do it. I'm proud of it. It's on my iPod. You know, I'll show people when I when I can. But that's it's not going to be released to the public. It just it didn't have the feel. Well, but were you the were, when when you said you wrote the song? Did you sing on it or did you just did you I actually just, you I tried on? to sing on it. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah that one i wrote the guitars i wrote the bass i wrote the drums to it everything was in its own time and if it didn't feel right i would rewrite it to where it would feel right yeah. and it flow it, it had this flow to it that just made it really awesome you know it, it was I, I my heart is in that project it just didn't feel right so is this something that you're going to pursue now or not no you're not you're done i i'm done with that project um it took too much time um like i said what it is is an amazing feat that i did i, I wrote an entire album so um, what if you were to take one of those songs and just give the roughs over to you know some band you think that has the edge and feel that you like and have them you know just do that song for you i i don't know I, I've never actually thought of it that way, so that's that's, that's a good way to do things. You know, a lot of people do that, and that's something that uh, one of my uncles he does, and the other way around too. So he'll actually write a song when he's on the road, and then he'll shoot it, his idea off, basically the keys, uh, what the idea is. I want a female singer singing this part, and I want it to be a duet, and it's a, and here's the lyrics, and this is the type of feel I want, and then it'll be fully produced and then sent back to him and total fulfillment wow. and it's amazing these songs are amazing and they're all his wow mm -hmm. yeah actually something that i've been thinking about is barmageddon here is uh, thinking about doing uh recording mm -hmm. and i've been told by the wonderful engineer that worked with you guys today that i could bring in my drums considering i live here in town i can do one or two songs mm -hmm. to help and get the kinks out and that was one of them i was thinking about doing that's great like seriously, like that song, I, I want to hear it done. I, I, I do. Well, you should. You know, um, are you playing right now? Or are you? Um, I have a home studio set up, very basic, very you know everything. Um, but right now, I've just I've hit a block to where I I can't write. I don't know why. I don't know how long it's gonna be. Are you playing out though? Or you, do you have a group you're playing with? No. 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 He needs to play with a group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I've been talking to Mike well, about that. I know, I know. And so I, I'm going to learn you, the songs. You said, do you have a project with Mike? Yeah, me and Mike have a project. Right now it's just me and the computer and everything, like drums, uh, synthesizers, everything, aside from what we're actually playing live, is programmed and sequenced by us in our software. That's cool. What's his, what are you doing? What's the style? Um, we call it industrial funk. All right. It's very, very it's so fun. Like nine inch nails, Trevor Reznor. I was saying like nine inch Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's very like. Uh, he also does like beatboxing and, and he's an amazing slap box player. He's bad fuck ass. Like his, his blood is made out of funk. Like, All right. And, uh, but there, everything kind of has this like. He was also. Uh, I wish I wish we could have played our funk song tonight. Hell yeah, we would have loved it. Yeah. We got one. And it's pretty it's funky. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Which record is it? Uh, Burn this. Yeah. 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 You can uh, listen to Bastard yeah, sometime. That's our funk song. Oh, don't you worry, man. After tonight, like uh, I put, I've got a point where my iPod has to be selected now. Like I have to be very selective yeah. with what I put on there. <laughs> cool. And these albums are going to be put on there. They're going to be listened through. 
They're going with a fine tooth comb. You, uh, I'd love to hear your favorite tracks at some point. So you got to follow up with uh, one of us on that. Of course, man. Of course. Are you from? Is it Tulare? Is it right? Tulare. Tulare. Yes. Two Larrys, all right. Yeah. Two Larrys. I like it too. Did you did you go through the entire like school process where they taught you how like why Larry's called? Yes, from both from Two Larry. I've been here my entire life. I hate this town. Oh. The only legitimately good thing is well, my wife and then Barmageddon. Everything else in Tulare is just it, it's. I'll never forget the name now because it's gonna be Two Larry Love <laughs> Mo and Curly. <laughs> this guy's a huge Three Stooges fan. Actually, that, Giant. That, that is true. Giant. I grew up on the Three Stooges. I, l- I love the Three Stooges, but for me, like the, the pinnacle of funny is The Simpsons. Like I just, I can't get enough well, of the it. The Simpsons is great, but this guy. No, hey, before The Simpsons, <laughs> See, I was watching The Three Stooges. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not that old. I was just kidding. Me, me, and The Simpsons are the same <laughs> age, bro. So yeah. like, right they came out the year I was born, and I'm like, I'm in love with them. I, I can't, I can't not watch that show. Uh, but yeah, so um, we talked about the future and everything like that, the plans and everything like that. It's super awesome to see that you guys are still working and everything like that. So we're um, brothers, I mean, we're, we're practically blood. Yeah, I told I told you about the situation that the internal healing you were talking about, yep. how it amazed me and everything like that. I just wanted to like, yeah, that that's legit. It's really really awesome. Mm-hmm. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, it was great seeing you guys tonight. Um, I, I will follow up with you, and I will let you know if you guys do sound like you do on the record. That is what I'd love to know. And uh, I don't think we sound quite as good on the record as we do <laughs> live. Uh, you know, we do hear that quite a bit. People love our live show, obviously. Um, they're going to get two different sounds out of these records. The first one has much more of an indie feel to it, uh, considering the uh, the studio we were at and the, and the Obviously, the newest record that was just released and is being, you know, distributed at Universal. That one is and was done at, you know, multi-platinum studios with the best of the best from both coasts, east and west. So, huge difference in uh, the actual sound and feel and the mm, power between the two, but it's still the band and you can't mistake it. Uh, I'm really... Uh, I really excited about getting into this tomorrow i have the entire afternoon off so it's gonna be it's gonna be star off machine all all day yeah so um thank you guys for your time thank you guys for talking about your band Uh, thank you for showing some good good hard rock man like thank you thank you like that snare drum i don't know how you guys stand on that stage it's like a freaking shock isn't that crazy you know what i got a story about that so when we were at village we had uh, access to every major drum kit from all of our favorite records growing up, basically. And we went through every snare drum from every well-known album, including uh, Metallica's Black Album. I mean, every snare was there. And we ended up using, ultimately, everybody in the room, all these producers, and it was touch snare said what the hell is that thing because that is the most amazing bone cracking snare we've ever heard see i started out playing drums and, dr- and uh drumline so, 
So I <laughs> I actually every time I hit that snare, it's a rim shot because yep. I want it to sound like Pain. a gunshot yeah. going off next to your ear. Because if it's not, it it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, a lot of sound checks. Every time he hits that, it just makes you wince every yeah. time he hits it. I also love the bass drum. You know when you can feel it in your chest. Mm, oh, You're you doing it that. right when it, you can hit, feel that rather than your heartbeat. Absolutely, <laughs> it's got to be done right. Yeah, it's it a lot really to do does. With the venue and where you're at. You know, obviously there's gonna be different sound staging anywhere you go so um yeah we love it when we come to a venue like this where sound is done properly obviously it's much appreciated thank you (laughs) it's it's absolute dream to have bands like you guys roll through here too because one you guys have a lot of experience and you you know how to do your craft really well so it makes my job easy but it's also like you guys sound is super tight you guys have everything so dialed in like it's an absolute dream to work with. Thanks. Super fun. Appreciate that, man. All right, guys. We got 36 minutes in. So, <laughs> thank you guys again. I cannot wait to hear the albums. And I really want to see you guys again. Perfect. Well, you know, just follow us real easy. It's very Google-able, by the way. <laughs> if you put Star Off Machine in Google, and a lot of people actually call us Stoffma, S-T-O-F-M-A. It's not quite an acronym, but kind of one. Yeah. Uh, fans have been calling us that for you know a few years, so you see that around. But if you just Google that, you're going to get like so Yeah, we actually endless. ended up burying poor Dr. Seuss because we, we... Yeah, you can't find Dr. Seuss anymore if you put in Star Off Machine House of Stars. We haven't gotten sued yet, but we're trying real we're hard. We're trying. <laughs> 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 we worked on it. All right, guys. Thank you again, and we'll be uh, we'll be in touch, man. Go. Our pleasure. All right, that was Star Off Machine. Now moving quickly back into this, uh, we do have Dirtbag Block of Rock for this episode. What kind of 100th episode would it be without the Dirtbag Block of Rock? So here it is with anchored Dirtbag Smitty doing his thing. Welcome to the Dirtbag Block of Rock. I'm your host, Dirtbag Smitty. It's a beautiful day. We got Brandon Narrow, the front man for the band Anchored out of Dallas, Texas, on the phone right now. Brandon, say hello to everybody. How you doing? Man. Live live from Texas, man. Yeah, <laughs> live from Texas and from California. This is amazing. So Yeah, exactly. You, I got hit up on a, the Dirtbag Clothing Facebook page from you guys, from Greg, your bass player, and he put a link in there, and it's got a damn video. We're going to get right to it, man. It's got a video in with a Snoop Dogg, so we got to talk about that first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm down. How d- how did that happen? Um, it's a crazy story, dude. So we had our song, our first single off our first record was Dirty in Texas. And then the Dallas Cowboys picked it up, and I rewrote the lyrics and called it Rowdy in Texas. And then Snoop contacted my guy who told me that he wanted to do a song with me. Like, he was wanting to do Dirty in Texas, something like, something like that. And we said, man, you know, we can do a third version of that song, so... How about you send us, you know, your favorite tempo to rap on, and we'll write a song, and then we'll leave you, like, 16 bars, and you can have fun, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, uh, man, thank you very much for your time, Brandon. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brandon Darrell from the band Anchored out of Dallas, Texas, joined us today. You got the floor, my friend. you have anything left to say? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out there uh, come this spring. And, hey, this is Brandon from the band Anchored. And I'm throwing down with my boys in the dirt bag block of rock. This is our song called Throwing Down. Anchor. Big Snoop Dogg. Oh boy. 
Pass me my moonshine, nephew. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. You're about to witness something you never thought you witnessed before. Oh! Rock out with your motherfucker. Oh, go, 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 go. Rolling into town to see all my friends. Hit a bottle of Jack and a few dead ends. You better leave your girl back at home. Cause if you're rolling with us, you're gonna leave alone. I've said it at least a hundred times. We got Texas on the dark that rhymes. Just pass the moonshine. Everything is just fine. Hanging out in the sun. Sleep away the day so we can do it again. James in the fly, slide stone. Uh, I'm laid back in the sunshine. It's anchor, Snoop Dogg. One time for the selector, Chiggy Checker. Shoot my own scenes, the director, connector. Fired up in the wintertime. I'm throwing down till I hit the finish line. I never quit. Yeah, this another hit. Oh, bitch, nigga. I created this. I made a grip and took a chip and roller coaster took a trip and take a picture. Look at this. Look at this. And you can see what I see. I mix a bag of that coffee with a sack of that weed. I enter through your mind and put you at ease. And you can tell it because it smells like a gang of Christmas trees. Compelling to read. See, I'm a felon indeed. I like my weed with no seeds. Break down. It's the throwdown, go down, you know how we roll. You ain't gonna be in the dog, man. Hello. more music from the band Anchored and other Dirtbag-sponsored artists, visit Dirtbag.com. For the full interview, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dirtbag Clothing 1996. The Dirtbag Block of Rock is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing, sponsored by Schechter Guitars. Dude, I just had Snoop Dogg on a song on my podcast. That's so rad. 100th episode. Yes, 
it's coming to a close and uh yeah after this it's all back to business until uh episode 200 yay seriously i can't thank everybody enough because it is so very important to me to have this kind of uh this outlet and so many people are just really into it and so many compliments i don't really even see the reason for complimenting me i'm not doing anything i'm just doing something i would do if there was no mic in front of me um i just had the idea to put a mic in front of me and release it to the world so if you're interested in hooking up with the local music revolution and you haven't this is how you do it you go to facebook.com slash the local music revolution you go to twitter at tlmr podcast you go to instagram at the local music revolution you go to tumblr at tumblr.com slash the local music revolution and you can get all the other information that you need at the local music for listening purposes you go to itunes stitcher or google play you enter the local music revolution.com and bam you're there um, we have all the episodes up and ready to go uh, there for a little bit there was a little bit of a glitch i'm fixing that please please hold tight um, and if you really want to uh Go check out longbox.fm. You get an internet radio station, plus you get a hub for um, three other podcasts that are fantastic. Uh, No offense to anybody, but I'm still partial to the Firefly podcast. I love the Firefly universe. I love the comedy and just everything that's crazy about the Firefly podcast. So you got to check that out, too. On next week's episode, episode 101... We have a band that I've been able to see twice, I've been able to work with, um, and they filled in for my Halloween show, which was super awesome. Uh, They're called Metal Religion out of uh, Visalia, California, so we'll be able to talk to them. Sadly, they do not have any recordings yet, but that still does not make it um, any less awesome. They are a fantastic group of people and a fantastic band. That's it for this episode. Thank you again so much. Uh, for being here for 100 episodes until next time this is the local music revolution i am ogre you have been wonderful thank you take care and be good everyone Is the local this music is revolution? The local this music is revolution. The local music revolution. 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 Local music revolution.